Welcome to the Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast. Robert Glasscock and Thomas Miller answering your questions about astrology. Robert, hello. I love your podcast. I have heard every episode. I usually listen twice. I have been studying astrology really intensely since 2015, but I always learn something new when I listen to you. And one thing I've heard you say is that you can look at a birth chart and tell where someone might have a mole on their face. And two of the most famous people I can think of that have moles are Cindy Crawford and Tom Cruise, both of whom have a mole on the left side of their face. And I'm wondering from their birth information if you would be able to find that mole. Thank you. And Robert, just to let everybody know, we do have those charts cast and they will be linked in the notes, in the show notes. Well, first of all, the example that I use all the time is the one that got me into astrology to begin with, which was when I set my horoscope up and opened up the old A to Z delineator um, that said you have a mole mark, moon in Aries, mole markers, scar on your head or face. And with my moon in the third house and equal houses, it's the left cheek, which is where it is. Now, does everybody with the moon in Aries have a mole marker, scar on their head or face? No, they don't. I don't know what percentage do, but I have found it's probably 80% or higher that do. But nonetheless, not everybody with that position does. There is not anything in astrology that applies 100% to anything. But certainly a mole marker scar on the head or face is something that may be identified with the moon in Aries. The only reason it was important to me was because it was my first contact with astrology and my horoscope was telling me something that was a physical fact that I couldn't argue with. It wasn't like you have a sunny disposition and all of this was you have a mole marker scar on the left side of your head or face. Well, I do. And it caught me up short. In truth, that's pretty darn trivial. A mole anywhere. Just having a, what it is valuable for is rectification, those kinds of physical details and physical facts. They're not going to be 100%. Nothing in astrology is 100%. So you have to live with that. But you're estimating and analyzing probabilities. So I like to see things more than one way. And you can certainly have a mole mark or scar on your face with something like an aspect from Saturn, for example, or something like an aspect from Mars to that ascendant. They'll produce the same effect. So it's a little, I, I made it sound too simplistic probably when I was relating my first acquaintance with astrology and this, this mole marker scar on the head or face. And, and second of all, a mole marker scar on the head or face is not necessarily even going to show up in a chart. And when you get into this, really, you have to have a sense of priorities, I guess. What if somebody like Cindy Crawford, we'll look at her chart, we can look at Tom. What if we don't necessarily? see an indication of a mole. What does that tell you about anything? Does that mean astrology is wrong? No. Well, what does it mean? It means that sometimes people have moles that don't particularly stand out in a chart because the mole doesn't mean anything to them. Sometimes they do have what Tom Cruise did have far more than a mole were his teeth. His teeth were pretty badly deformed if you look at any pictures of him when he was younger, and he had that corrected and wears a cap to this day. But if you notice when he smiles, the center between his two front teeth is off center. 
because of the the deformity that he was born with, just with his teeth. That's all. But he had it corrected. Well, surgery to the head or face is also a Mars aspect, you see. So all of these things in astrology can be read in a number of ways. And by seeing things three or more ways, that's how I try and whittle it down to the most likely. So let's take a look at these charts. Should we? What do you want to look at first, Tom? Oh, ladies first. Cindy's up first. Cindy first. Well, she has the sign of cancer rising, which is the skin, the head, and the face. And her moon rules that. It rules her life. And the moon is in Pisces, ruled by Jupiter. So let's see what else. The moon is conjunct Mercury. It's also, oh, here we go. By translation of light, which means if you have two planets in aspect like Cindy Crawford's moon at five degrees Pisces and 57 minutes, so let's say six Pisces, Cindy's moon is less than eight degrees from a conjunction with her Mercury. So it's technically a conjunction that she has with the moon and Mercury. Well, the moon is 11 degrees or 10 degrees away from Mars. That's a little beyond the orb of a conjunction. But Mercury is only three degrees away from a conjunction with Mars. And Mercury is within a real conjunction with the moon. So Mercury translates the light of its conjunction with the moon to Mars. And therefore, the moon is now red in conjunction with Mars. So the moon is conjunct her Mercury, her Mars, her Saturn, and even her Chiron. And suddenly we now see, oh, Saturn and Mars conjunct in Pisces, trine her ascendant. I told you, an aspect from Mars and Saturn to the ascendant can do it. And what's her mole called? A beauty mark. Because the Saturn and Mars trine her ascendant. So her mole is beautiful, <laughs> and so is she. Oh, for us all to be so fortunate, right? Well, speaking of pretty good looking for a guy, how about old Tom? <laughs> well, there he is. He's got sun in cancer, just like Cynthia Crawford had cancer rising. That's that's one thing. And he may or may not show any aspects of mobile. It's funny when uh, she or you mentioned Tom Cruise, I'm thinking, does he have a mole? Then I realize, yeah, he's got this bump. It's not dark, but it's a definite, it's a mole, flesh color. So it may not show up at all. But let's see, the, the Mars is the first thing I'm looking at there, angular in the seventh house. It's a 26 Taurus, so it's got exactly uh, four, six degrees to go before it in conjuncts his ascendant in Scorpio. So that's one thing that can be a mole. I'm looking now at Saturn, as usual, with this mole thing. And it's 10 degrees Aquarius square, his ascendant. So there's where you would see it. Is it important? Not particularly. It might be important if you're rectifying a chart, if there's some big doubt about his birth data. But uh, So it, it, the mole is really a kind of little detail that is just, fascinating because it goes back so far the moon and aries and it's also that little detail that can help you rectify a chart or in my case decide between house systems because in another house system plastics for example my moon would wind up intercepted in the second house and in which case that scar would be on the right cheek and i know this all sounds fatalistic and to some degree it is when it when it works out it really is fatalistic and what's dangerous about it is that people will hear that if somebody says to you a total stranger 
uh, an astrologist says, do you have a mole marker of scar on the left? And yes, I do. That person is going to subconsciously, oh my God, they were right about that scar, that mole. They're going to be right about everything else. So they're going to start assuming that astrology is that fatalistic, and it isn't. It gives you, up to me, it's the opposite of fatalism, really. Astrology basically tells you the good things, the bad things, and the cycles you're in, and it's up to you to do what you want to with that chart and maximize it if you can. And to me, that's the You're suddenly now living a very conscious kind of life that you yourself are co-directing and co-creating as opposed to living passively waiting for things to happen to me. You know what I mean? But anyway, as far as the mole goes, I, that's where I would look for between that Saturn square, the Ascendant, and Mars in conjuncted. And the Mars in conjunct the Ascendant, by the way, also corresponds with the dental surgery that he's had to have. Surgery to the her face, Scorpio on the Ascendant, Neptune in Scorpio rising retrograde. I need to fix my appearance to make me more beautiful with that Neptune. So you begin then to see confirmation that, yeah, this is his chart. This all fits him. Got that loaded 10th house. <laughs> and he has managed to hang on to stardom since he first showed up in his underwear in risky business as a kid. And he's, what, 60-something now? Yes. And still making action movies and doing his own stunts. <laughs> Pretty incredible. Yeah. You know, Robert, I know a lot of people would love to have the mastery of the physiology and even some of the medical like that you have so frequently mentioned on these episodes. Did that come from one particular source or did that come from a potpourri? Potpourri, but it started off with that first book that I was told to get, you know, by that total stranger, the A to Z delineator. And in that book, um, it gave the interpretation of the moon and all the signs and aspects and so on. It gave all the body parts and astrology. And so it had a kind of rudimentary medical astrology section in it. But it was that, that physical fact that was really the first interpretation of any kind of my own horoscope that I had read. And the very first thing was this moon indicating this scar, and it just caught me up. I thought, how can this old ancient astrology be so accurate as to tell me i've got a it's a hairline scar you can't even say on my left cheek how is that even possible you know so it really intrigued me um were you born with that scar or did that scar come after no 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 i got the scar at age five and get this here's where the scar comes from it's in my third house in aries the header face it's opposite my son in libra at eight degrees in Libra, in the ninth house, the sun is at three. All right, there's a five-degree difference there. At age five, on a Saturday morning, the neighbor girl across the street, who was 10 or 11, somewhere in there, was taking practice swings in her front yard with her little nine iron. She was playing golf. And I crossed the street and walked up behind her like an idiot. She didn't see me. And she swung and boom, the nine iron hit me on my left cheek. Astrology all fulfilled. It's Saturday. <laughs> my dad's home. I ran across the street with my hand over my eye. My dad took me to the hospital because he's a doctor and sewed me up. And that was that. But third house of the neighborhood, a neighbor girl, the moon. Mars, an accident or injury to the head or face from a neighbor girl at age five, five degrees in that opposition. I'm thinking, come on, 
how much correspondence can astrology give me here? Wow. <laughs> but then I went on. Every book I read after that had something to say about body parts and health and medical astrology. And then in about 70, 69, somewhere in there, I had met Linda Goodman in this bookshop that I, you know, I've talked about before, and, and we became friends really for about four years now. I mean, how set for encrypt and some fan of hers had sent her some mimeographed copies, Thomas, of a doctor's medical lectures to a group of nurses in Chicago. His name was William Davidson. And this was in the days before copiers and Xerox. Somebody had transcribed his lectures and typed them up on carbon paper yet so that the only the manuscripts that that i have still uh are slanted their typos but his information is really invaluable to me and so i've never really tried to specialize in this at all it's just that the things i learned pretty early like determining the sexes of children and so on one of my first clients was exactly that. She was a neurosurgeon's wife and Scorpio and had the big Jackie O sunglasses. And I asked her, I said, let me just, I'm going to check to make sure this birth time is I do. Was your first child a girl? And she said, yeah. And then I looked at her second child. I really don't remember the chart today, but it, it I think I had Gemini. Anyway, I said, to, I kept looking at it and I was so nervous because I really wanted to be right for this doctor's wife. And I said, was your second child twins and you lost one at birth and she gasped and took off her sunglasses and says i cannot believe that you can see that if i hadn't had a hysterectomy last year i wouldn't have even known that and internally i was jumping up and down it works it works externally i'm trying to become <laughs> become and as a result of that one reading, Thomas, she then recommended me to her sister. Well, her sister was married to the leading chemotherapist at UCLA. And suddenly, boom, boom, boom. Now, I was asked to speak, I think it was 26 years old, to speak to a luncheon for the UCLA Medical Association. And I, I, I don't think I would do it today, but I did then. And as a result, I got a bunch of readings out of it. So I, I became kind of, I guess, associated. I'm not particularly a medical astrologer any more than any other kind. But I think anybody, the knowledge is out there. These old things are out there. You just have to be interested enough to read them and then test them, see if they work. Yeah, a lot of study, right? A lot of study, a yeah, lot of yeah. application. Don't forget, folks, what you're listening to is 60 years of doing this. So <laughs> it uh, it takes a little while, but you can get there, too. You just, as he said, you're exactly right. Robert's brain, first of all, is amazing. And he has had the application of putting this to practice over 60,000 reading or nearly 60,000 readings that he's done. It's just, you just keep working with it, keep working with it. You add a little bit more, a little bit more. Always have a book in your hand. Always have a podcast on your player. And you'll keep incorporating this information into your mind. And then it becomes a synthesis. All right. Thank you so much, Robert, for that. Hope that answered your question. And we will see you guys next time on Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast. All of the charts mentioned today are in the show notes. We'll see you next time.